0: Welcome to Spotlight, everybody. This is the podcast for people who might be new to Star Trek, might be wanting to revisit it. We're going to go around the table now and just use ourselves and give us a little bit of background about our personal experience of Star Trek. I'm going to start with Mr. Liam Dempsey over here on the left. Oh, hello. As
1: Paul Wilson just said, my name's Liam Dempsey. Uh, Just like everyone here, I don't think you could really describe me as a Trekkie, but I am going to list my Star Trek credentials in true course but first of all i think we should introduce the other member of this podcast he's sitting to my left it's matt brothers thank you liam yeah i'm matt brothers and
2: yeah here i are what what am i doing here it's a star trek podcast i never thought i'd be on such a thing but here we go um and yeah i think we're just going to be really looking at this sci-fi franchise from some fresh eyes well my fresh eyes anyway
0: and uh yeah, yeah why did we pick this one in particular? I mean, we could have done a podcast on you know many different franchises. Police Academy, but P- Police Academy You know, was mooted around, wasn't it? What would Carry you put? on? Yeah, oh, I oh, think oh, I think it all. I, I think it all started with with a name. Somebody said "Live Long" on podcast, and you know we it started from there, and we realised this would be one of many it, hundreds it started like-
1: from there we google searched it someone had already done it and then we stopped talking about a podcast until we could come up with a yeah. name which
2: this no was a, this was a name in search of a podcast uh, yeah. we must have gone through quite, quite yeah. a few what?
0: yeah it was about two days of like just just trying to work out what the title was yeah. going to be and, and I think you know we, we also took a cue from, so we wanted to choose a series that had its ups and downs I think that's the main thing here is like we've got there's good days and bad days when it comes to the Star Trek movies and so we'll find out as we journey through um, well we're we going to call it a 13 film mission to find out can somebody who's never been interested in Star Trek become a Trekkie And I wouldn't even say actually full-on Trekkie because I would say me and Liam, we're not Trekkies. We're not going to conventions. We looking up schematics and dressing up in clothes like, that resemble our favourite characters uh, never dressing up in any clothes i <laughs> yes. sitting here
1: naked <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so I would say you know I I probably for my own part I, I'm the biggest Trek fan here I, I, from an early age seeing Rafa Khan that kind of spurred me on and it was discovering Star Trek through the next generation which was on TV at the time um, I suppose from there I'd sought out the rest of the films and worked my way backwards I, I think pretty much like the Star Wars trilogy which I watched in reverse order I've, I can't imagine what order I saw the Star Trek movies in but the good thing is it really didn't matter like they were all just in- interesting adventures on their own right um, and then so from there I went on to watch Voyager skipping DS9 completely and I haven't seen Enterprise. Right. so there are big gaps probably the biggest of all not having seen the original series well yeah this is the thing i mean
1: you're the one with the most star trek knowledge here but to most trackies they'd be like you've got nothing right (laughs) with me as far as credentials go for star trek it's i've seen tons of episodes of the original series tng that's the next generation for you newbies uh deep space 9 mostly because for those who remember in the early 90s and for quite a long time I think actually they showed all those um, first three Star Trek franchises uh, around 6 o'clock on BBC 2 uh, for years like a constant
0: repeat I know a you know being Insanely mad when the snooker was on. And yeah, I was yeah, 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 like...
1: yeah, yeah, They used to show all that good shit, all that kind of cult stuff back in the day, like all the Jerry Anderson shows, all the old uh, oh. ITC shows, and they were in amongst them. So I just saw tons of it back then. Uh, after that, with Voyager and Enterprise, I think I watched the first ten minutes of both pilots. Gave up. <laughs> um, and uh, but with the films, with the films, Wilson and I. We've seen all the films, all 13 films, because I think the great thing about the movies is I don't think you need a great knowledge of Star Trek. They're designed to not only appeal to the fans, but to a wider audience. Yeah. I think there are loads of people who've probably seen the movies. They were a big event when they came out. Um, mm. You know, they weren't cult films, really. They, they were big blockbusters.
2: Yeah. and wow, I think- So you've,
1: you've seen them all? Yeah, I've oh, seen feel, all, all the movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wilson and I have seen all the movies without you. We... Uh, <laughs> uh, got to, it all already. We deliberately got together and drank some wine, like we're drinking now. Uh, Wilson, I don't know if you want to introduce the bottle we're drinking. Oh, uh, yeah, this is
0: Montepulciano d'Abruzzo. It's a beautiful uh, Tesco Finest okay, 2015. Uh, it's a good year. Yeah. It's not really good wine at all. I will not recommend this wine. <laughs> but we will, we'll we'll be you know, having a wine, I think, with each... One of these 13 episodes that we do mm. um, and uh, you know let me know what what's worth, what's recommended on that front as well if
1: anyone could send us a bottle of mirage it'd be much appreciated <laughs> very obscure reference there to uh well stuff track the adam and joe uh parody um, yeah that's I, quite as far as it goes for me
2: it's funny with me i've seen i must have seen the least out of you guys then i've seen maybe three possibly four uh, possibly five, including the one that we've done today. So I've seen uh, Khan being the classic and the JJs, so I guess I'm the JJ baby uh, for this show. So up
1: until now, you haven't watched any of the other original films apart yeah, from Yeah, you've now. seen three. Yeah, I've you seen... You saw i I've seen...
2: I think I saw... Yeah spot the third spot the third one yeah, yeah. when spot I was the first. Uh, spot the <laughs> third uh, when I was very young um, but I do remember that because I think I remember the beginning I remember you know carrying on from mm. Khan so that kind of two-parter but the first nope all the ones in between nope all the 90s ones I don't know what I'm <laughs> uh, And in terms of TV Yeah none of the TV um,
0: Really? You've never picked Soon after Star Trek You're No right. well this is the thing I, I
2: think you, I, As soon I, as Simpsons finished, You switch off
0: Yeah I think I've always Been I've
2: always been aware of them It, it really sums up Kind of 90s TV Along with like X-Files It's like Star yeah. Trek On TV
0: So not the Borg two part uh, Best of both worlds no, I, Never I, the I, TV I, events I know
2: nothing uh, This is Like original series No the one where they don't go anywhere. What's that? Deep space That is why space I didn't watch it because one, like, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. one with the uh, <laughs> the woman from Orange is the New Black as the
0: captain. Well, Catherine oh, Janeway, Janeway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's an Orange is yeah, New yeah. Black. Yeah, yeah, She's
2: like a Russian uh, heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's
2: written, the, She's one the woman goes in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Did you work with her on that one of the shows you did? No. Uh, no, she no, was in it though. But she was in it. Yes. She does not
1: age well. Sorry, Jane, mate. Oh no. And, and the, uh, what's the last one, Enterprise? Uh, yeah, Enterprise. Enterprise yeah.
2: Along with most people, it's out.
1: Although not to be last for long, because there is a new mm. Star Trek TV series coming soon to CBS, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it starts in
0: January, so... Yeah, yeah we horrible. may take a look and do a special one-off yeah, podcast. Yeah, know, may
1: have a look at the pilot, check this yeah, shit out. that's meant to be all new... Everything
2: right? New yeah, crew, new it's
0: going to be multiple stuff. crews apparently, and potentially like four different kind of ships at yeah. once, and they're going yoga between the multiple See, storylines, which mind. is a new thing. And it's also going to be, I think, not JJ verse either. It's going to kind of carry yeah, on after oh, Star on. Trek Six, so it's Ooh. between that and the so Picard.
2: Pulling another JJ and going back to Six and branching off from there. Mm,
0: yeah, which yeah, because JJ's branched off from. Uh, when did that watch off at from? At some
2: point when they were
0: all old, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's right It's after Picard, like years. It's somewhere, it's actually kind of, yeah, after then Yeah, but
1: we'll be looking at that in a later episode For now, today, we're going right back to the beginning Not the beginning of yeah. Star Trek But the beginning <laughs> of the Star Trek film franchise Because that's the only Star Trek we're interested in
0: here Yeah, uh, there we'll is back... no comparison
1: <laughs> the human enemies. No,
0: it's just comparison. Is it,
2: is it really <laughs> arrogant of a film to
1: call itself literally the motion picture?
2: Well, is Why it, is it really arrogant
1: of them? a film to have the tagline, There is no comparison, <laughs> which was the tagline to Star Trek the motion the picture? The, picture comparison. the ball, this is it. Uh, yeah, like you say it's, it's called I've... Star Trek The Motion Picture Has any other film Ever referred to itself As Colon The Motion Picture
0: Not like I'm really racking my brain I What's cannot it? think Was of Was it one of the, of the first mm. cases Of a mm. film Spinning off from a TV series Probably they were like... Well, and I suppose There's British Like, you know uh, so, Yeah, like There's lots of kind of Like um, bawdy Sex comedies You know That yeah. like, just sort of Like spin-offs bosses. Yeah, like, you know Not on the Costa of Del Plonker of, uh, <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff <laughs>
1: um, Yeah, I mean American TV show first maybe it could well be I don't know we
0: did not research Uh, this we
1: did not I (laughs) know but uh, yeah that's what we're uh, flashing back to today right the start Star Trek the motion picture uh, which came out in 1979 two years post Star Wars Um, that's the first in the original crew film franchise, which basically Mm. lasted for six films before going into TNG world. Um, we've all watched it.
0: Yeah, we watched it. Yeah. watched it at various points. Me and Matt watched it last night. We've watched it kind of by ourselves because we wanted to bring the notes together and really hammer out kind of our thoughts on this as we kind of go through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you know. I also kind of had a look at the kind of the previews for this. We just just beforehand, like it had it really built, bigged itself up well, it, in, it in the in oh, the previous. Yeah. well, yeah, the trailer had Orson Welles narration. Oh, um, what? Yeah, who goes like your Kirk, Spock, your hurrah. and they all together on the Starship Enterprise, and he will just do this big booming voice, Star Trek, the motion picture. Did they, uh, yeah. was
2: they going to be in
0: it? No, no, go? no, he just did a lot of voiceover but he, work, but he, he but, but it's, it's, it basically, it's, a, it's an incredible trade. It's, lo- it's like the, the Enterprise is kind of getting, it's in dry dock, it's like heating up, getting ready to go, and there's like this humming, and the, and the engines are getting to, draw to life, and then you see clip of all the crew, and then it just goes into this incredible disco effect, um, with the sound effect, the THX sound effect, which I think was an early hearing of that, and yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it just has this kind of huge like anticipation around it from those trailers. But then it also did say it's going to dazzle your intellect. Did anybody's intellect get dazzled last night? Uh,
1: well, I, I can see what they were going for mm-hmm. there. I mean, that is an odd claim to make for a blockbuster, isn't it? Because uh, I think that's one of the things we're going to end up talking about today. It, this is quite unlike... I think any kind of blockbuster film that you would find,
0: Star- and and yeah, and yeah. I think you know they were bemoaning the fact. I think it's Chris Pine in interviews for Beyond just say you can't make a cerebral starship film in twenty thirteen. No, um, and well, should you? Well, we can't because it was in the past, twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was talking about it in Darkness. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he was you know? talking. No, talking about this new one and just. Um, I think, you know, this is the thing. It's a big concept film. It's got yeah. big ideas whether we will find out whether people feel it was executed mm-hmm. quite correctly
1: I can't believe Orson awesome Welles just did the voiceover for the track this was when he was we should
0: have been the computer doing... he should have been the voice of the computer with a cigar in hand like, yeah uh, that would have made sense he <laughs> was doing voiceovers
1: <laughs> for anything back in those days, and he do a voiceover for Frozen Peas as well
0: yeah oh, you can you can watch him like give you the rules of Bacharach as well I think he does loads of videos for Vegas casinos I'll you like can watch on true. YouTube if you want to learn how to play like contact contract bridge you can Orson awesome. will be happy to tell <laughs> or in Transformers the Movie With
1: Unicron <laughs> uh, Okay So Should we just Start talking about this movie yeah, Star Trek yeah, The Motion Picture yeah. uh, And dazzle Hopefully All the listeners intellects With our discussion
0: Okay Matt that. I think we want Matt To lead off As this You know Virgin yeah. Eyes For this film
1: It was
2: really An experience Like, like It's Was it me It started with an overture right? Yeah That's, An overture yeah, is Yeah, yeah
0: Already announcing itself. is a prestige picture. Very old-fashioned.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, it started. And I was thinking, it's, you know, where, where's the picture? Is this an actual yeah thing? Was, you thought was there was something wrong with your DVD? I right? did. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Klingon was invented for this film. Like, oh, and right. This is the first instance of Star, you know, in Star Trek of the Klingons not just being black people. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's the original
1: series. Yeah, right?
0: but they didn't have any kind of forehead ridges made up made up at all. Okay. Um, so there's a all
2: new makeup for
0: this. Yeah, it was the, 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 Klingon, the Klingon design first appeared here, plus the language, and it was created by James Doohan, who played Scotty. He's he was a linguist oh. as well.
1: This is the kind of top trivia you would expect <laughs> from our podcast listeners, Matt.
2: I mean, this is, this is the thing. The opening really kind of blew me away, I was thinking, you know, what's going on? I thought, I thought the models looked really great, in terms of the effects anyway. <laughs> I thought the models looked great, but space kind of looked a bit poor. I was getting kind of a 2001 vibe, but I was thinking you know, even two years after Star Wars the space itself was kind of looking a bit shaky, because there's bits where there's guys floating around at the beginning, right? Because there's yeah. a few instances yeah. of people in suits sort yeah. of floating about, and it looks pretty, pretty shocking, but it kind of sets a real statement of this is... I guess kind of hard grown up sci-fi of like, you know, almost as a mirror to Star Wars opening, mm. which has the similar opening in space yeah, with ships flame. But this is very much like, yeah, the ship's kind of getting, they got vaporized.
0: So yeah, they kind of yeah. got digitized, I think, you know, old record getting scanned at the library. It's killing them, but it's also just keeping a record for its memory mm. and, and, constantly creating more information about the universe it's been doing this for 300 years across the galaxy you know scooping up stuff and the Klingons are just in the way I mean I think it's obviously going through their space at that time Um, but what I was going to say is the Epsilon 9 station really is a good model in terms it looks like a kind of antenna in space Ooh. but all the people in it are, are, I don't know if they're non-actors or something like that because it's, I thought they won a competition to be in this because <laughs> none of them like set, could deliver their lines of any kind of um, professionalism they just particularly the woman on the beginning like, who's, and one of my pet peeves as this will we come back to is why are the computers showing impossible camera angles? It's yeah, like... yeah, I wrote that down. I said, when, when they're watching the Klingon shit get down, like, who's, who's, <laughs> who's filming angles? this? Is CNN yeah. in space? Like, you know, just, wow. Back to camera two, camera
1: two. Yeah, I was I... going to ask, mm-hmm. the Klingons, I know, obviously, like you say, here, uh, they introduce the language, they introduce what they mm. really look like. The Klingons have kind of become the arch nemesis for the Star Trek universe. Mm. Was that the case in the original series? Were they in multiple episodes and bigged up as a big villain? Yes,
0: yeah. They were basically kind of like Nazis in space. Okay, you know? like, okay. Yeah, and I think there was an episode where Clint Kirk goes to a planet and the, and the Klingons, they're trying to get the people off the planet. They're quite peaceful people and the are saying the Klingons are coming. They're going to kind of colonise you right. and you need to get out of here and they're like, we refuse to go and so Kirk and Bob can't get away in time and end up kind of just being sort of, you know, Colonized as well, along with all these people, and the Klingons are pretty you know, ruthless rulers of the planet. Right. And of course, you know, because it's kind of like the Amish or something like that, because they don't fight back, but Kirk doesn't like getting slapped about, so he's like, Bat a few Klingons. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the
1: idea here seemed to be yeah. okay, first scene, we'll get the biggest, baddest Star Trek bad guys, mm. and not only the biggest, baddest, but now reinvented with new language, new makeup, their spaceships, everything yeah, like that. Great design. Kill them off straight away to show how, how badass the big bad. Uh, that's build, interesting
2: context, yeah. Because I, I mm. think I recognise them as Klingons, but oh, yeah, me coming in, I, I had no kind of context mm. for that. But that's really interesting, yeah, way of opening up. Like right,
0: his, yeah, no, I never even thought about that way. Just like the, you know, why put the Klingons there? But you know, just what it's like because it's people might to me right. So I said like, oh great, we well, will get the Klingons in there. But yeah, I suppose it does set the, the, the Vijay cloud as something, in trouble, and, yeah, and, really threatening. I mean. I've got a list of like 10 things to love about this film and the first five will say the score Like, and it just... <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah, and it just... And from the Klingons got their theme as well at the beginning there's a new theme for them I, and, the, you know, whenever you see the cloud it's got a personality because of this blaster beam sort of effect that you, that you hear and, like, then it kind of, like, an organ layer it just feels huge mm. like, yeah, they kind of give it some real... Umph.
2: Yeah, well, for me, when they... Fir- when is it... it's Kirk and somebody who's her Scotty. when they first see the Enterprise in the docking and the music comes in that cue, and does the whole thing that really reminded me of JJ's one that's what he's doing but also just how long that sequence went on for that boarding sequence where they're floating around the Enterprise just kind of looking at it saying no lines went on for ages and I was like this is really cool because that's they don't
0: make something yeah, I think no, it's that's ba- exactly that I think it's also you know it's a little bit of fan service in that like they've waited 11 years to see the Enterprise back and it's like like you've never seen it before yeah. the redesign is so beautiful to look at and kind of just see you know take it all in and I think when they kind of recut this film for the direct edition and tried to tighten it up they would, they they couldn't really cut some of these big sequences back because the music was so kind of like there'd be a bit yeah. of a riot on, like because it's like the music is what makes the sequences work. And you're quite happy to kind of, I mean, it's is a film I listen to more than watch. Is yeah, when it comes to these sequences and particularly that one, which you know is absolutely amazing. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think you're completely right. That that sequence, it, it's funny. I think the image I have in it in my head because I'm I've seen this film. I think this is the third time I've seen it. I think I saw it when I was quite young, uh, and then maybe saw it, I don't know, eight years ago or something on DVD, maybe borrowed a few even. Uh, And then now, the imagery in my head of that sequence, I remembered it as the effects being absolutely stunning, and I think it was because that music is so good, and so overpowering, but when I actually went back and watched it this time, I was like, oh okay the, obviously the ship itself is a is a beautiful design but the effects here actually aren't very good the effect of Kirk and Scotty inside oh, yeah, that, that little is, ship yeah, yeah, it looks, looks like a kind of photo yeah, of it's, 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 but yeah
0: it's, it's like running the film of inside yeah, the little yeah absolutely shockingly awful
1: um, but that music is so beautiful yeah. that it kind of propels that whole sequence along so well and I mean it's it's romantic because the thing yeah, I Kirk's in
0: love in, with the ship. Yes, yeah. the,
1: the love story of the film mm. is Kirk and the Enterprise. That is the real love story, and the real romance. It's like he turns around and says, they gave her back to me, Scotty." Mm. And that is it. I mean, later on he's acting like a jealous boyfriend to Decker, isn't he? The bloke yeah, who's yeah. now running
0: Who acts completely reasonably the entire way the film, <laughs> yeah, I must yeah, say. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, it's funny. Like, I had no
2: idea coming in that you know, my knowledge was Kirk's the captain, so this whole thing of him not being here, I was like, oh, this is yeah. an interesting way to kind of maybe.
0: Follow it's it's getting the, the band back together, yeah. Like and yes. he and he's get back with the Enterprise. Well,
2: Spock time. is now a hippie back on the yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's basically he's trying to achieve total logic. Uh,
2: uh-huh. You uh-huh. mentioned later on, it's some kind of like
0: it's a ritual. Yeah, it's completely rid pu- of it's Sarah. purging all of the <laughs> large remaining emotion, and the vija has been calling to him from mm. deep space this is the thing it's it's like, like, VJ general, is, so VJ is the probe that's been you know the, the whole thing the cloud so, the, so this is VJ the big is, bad of the film yeah it has been it has are. been like across space he's like sensed its consciousness whatever it is but he see, feels it coming and he, and he, that's when he's I need to go back and he's kind of finding what's going on before I can do this and says you haven't attained this because your mind's elsewhere and then she kind of like throws the, the jewellery on the ground anyways like oh, well, can, so I can have it then like <laughs> um, but yeah it's a kind of a bizarre little scene but um but yeah, I, I, I love that shot of, just going back to the docker season, the shot of Kirk seeing it in close-up and his eyes, like, you know, seeing you watering up. In, in the direct edition, there's a really good thing, they, they superimposed the reflection of the ship because it was, just puts it in the foreground, you see him looking at it, um, which is a nice touch.
1: We should mention here that for this rewatch mm-hmm. uh, or first watch for Bruvs, mm-hmm. um Brubs is Matt Brothers, by the way, we <laughs> call him Brubs for all you listeners at home, Um, We all chose to watch the theatrical edition uh, which is what we'll be doing with all of the films. Uh, there will, along the way, on various films, be director's cuts and such, or, or
0: yeah, we'll talk about like films. what the difference is. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll, just t- touch on that. I think, but like with uh, this one, yeah. yeah, the best quality version available is the theatrical version on Blu-ray, uh-huh. and um, yeah, unfortunately, director's edition doesn't exist in HD because they they do all the effects in standard def.
1: But you've seen the director's edition. Yeah. I'm not sure. If, I don't think I have. Obviously, no. uh, Matt hasn't. Uh, so tell us about director's edition. Well,
0: Robert, yeah, Robert Wise got a chance to revisit 20 years later, and it, they used the effects company that were doing Voyager at the time to add in the shots they, they storyboarded but couldn't finish because the film was rushed to release. It only kind of like was done with like hours to go. So it was Robert Wise completely oversaw the project, uh, recut it in terms of like tightening the pace. Um, he reinstated a few scenes that had to be cut because they were just the effects were unfinished. And um, yeah, generally it flows a lot better. And a few of the sound effects that were recorded for the film also got put back in in the right place. So the sound design's a bit more kind of, especially towards the end with the explosion, like Mm -hmm. it's um, you know when Vija becomes the new life form. Um, But yeah, overall, it's a really like lovingly well done director's cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple of instances where the CGI, like, I feel like the artist went a little bit further and goes, oh, because we can do this, we'll do that. But for the majority, like 95% of the shots, it's like a a real lesson in how to do a kind of reversion. I mean, Lucas could learn a thing or two because even the shots they put in, which is completely CGI, are like, they've added film grain, like the lighting completely matches up and um, it's seamless, like really.
1: Okay. I mean, you mentioned Robert Wise. I think it's important to point out Robert Wise, the director Mm. of the film. Um, now I mean this is really interesting Wise uh, was a big time director here they weren't hiring some journeyman director this guy directed The Sound of Music West Side Story The Haunting and The Daily Earth of so no you've got two of like the most classic uh, musicals of all time uh, you've got a The Haunting which is a real uh, top notch Halloween scary film and Dave Yersted Zill I mean Mm. he's steeped in sci-fi history Um, the other one I saw that was a biggie that he directed was Sand Pebbles Mm. which the only reason I've heard of it is because it's on Paul Wilson's DVD
0: show is it any good yes it is very good it's probably my fave no I would say Haunting's my favorite of those but it's my second fave out of that um, oh, okay. Just because it's from the Queen, know like it's, you know, yeah, yeah, not it. it Yeah, and yeah, is a- yeah. good. Isn't it. he a sailor or something? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, I'll cool. it you.
1: Um But yeah, I mean, really interesting
0: choice for. But yeah, it, it's. It, and it is, I mean, he can handle like this in production, it's absolutely massive, and you know, feel like it's kind of, you know, safe pair of hands, that mm. kind of thing. I think Robert Wise, you know, probably didn't realise what he was getting into, how huge it was how many the pre-production the scripts how many mm. versions it went through and you know it's not a film you can kind of just improvise on because the money is burning and as we kind of you know mentioned it's huge budget and it didn't in, in, always intend to be it's sort of ballooned from f- 15 you 15 got- million was the original budget which I mean
1: even then in those days
0: 1979
1: um, that was pretty big to put it in comparison I think it's best to kind of frame it uh between Star Wars, which came out in 1977, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, which was also in the late 70s, now two really big sci-fi movies of that era. It was those two films combined uh, that really made Paramount feel like there might be more legs in Star Trek. Um, Now, Star Wars made for 11 million, so straight away, even beginning a budget, that's 4 million less than Star Trek. Unfortunately... During production at the motion picture Ballooned to a budget Of 46 million To put that into perspective For today's listeners That would now come out At around 238 million today Mm. Now that is a huge, yeah. yeah. That's, huge nearly
2: kind of budget. A, that's nearly kind of standard big film money. Yeah, it's ten pole right? now. Yeah, I mean, and
0: I think yeah. a lot of it is wasted. Like it's kind of uh, all the definitely. all of the the phase two like pre production stuff. Like it's band you know abandoned concepts. Phase two. So phase two was the was the Star Trek series in the mid seventies that was bound to bring back the crew. But when Star Wars was a big hit, they scrapped the plans of the TV show and, and put it all into fast track production for a huge mm-hmm. sort of A list movie, um, which this ended up being. Where the overruns happened. It's basically there's no companies doing these kind of effects other than ILM and they were already kind of they weren't involved. So it's a lot of people who left ILM got fired from that after stars with Lucas Cleaned House and they all set up their own companies and made out like bandits on this film because they, they basically could name their price. And with the deadline looming, a lot of them pretty much, you know, even the even the technicians kind of started their own companies office because they got paid so much to get the work done. So and, you think
1: Paramount basically got rinsed on
0: this? Oh, absolutely rinsed, like yeah.
1: Because Star Wars costs eleven
0: million, it looks better than this movie i, yeah, I, 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 I don 't know I think Star Wars if you look at the theatrical cut yeah that Star Wars is's got a lot less effect shot. I think this is because it spreads itself so thin there's right. there's a lot of effects work in this you see, movie that yeah. but it's, yeah. but it's yeah. not as and you know not, and or... this is like you know there's like these shots are ten. Well, there's, there's shots that are about 90 seconds long in this film. Mm-hmm. When in Star Wars, they're like five seconds and they cut away. Right. And so it's a lot it faster. On, yeah. So you feel like you're being dazzled more in Star Wars because it's flying at you. But Star Trek has long effect shots that kind of go on forever.
2: <laughs> so, right, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah I it's yeah. one... Yeah. GP bridge set. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: well, I think, yeah, well, what we just, uh, my opinion is the costumes and the set design is yeah, really no, bland. Yeah, I thought, you
2: know, one like, thing I know of Star Trek is the, the you know, orange or blue uh, uniforms or whatever, and I was thinking, what's all this beige and uh, grey rubbish? Like,
1: uh... yeah, I know, well, funny enough, Ahura, or the actress who played Ahura, who was. Nisha Nichols? She complained about this, apparently. Well, these costumes. Yeah, I read. She basically sounded like she was saying
0: Not sexy enough As in when I was doing they didn't Star get, Trek They didn't get sexier in the next film Let's, let's be fair, but they did get a lot better I mean, yeah, yeah. She basically sounded like she was
1: saying When I was doing Star Trek I was getting to show how sexy I was
0: <laughs> and
1: when we were doing this I was way too covered
2: up. I wonder if the uh, <laughs> grey jumpsuits are the seventies version of like the gritty reboot. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you can cool I mean, it
0: suits is, but it's like really disco colourful in the yeah. wolf effects and like you know and Vig is quite colourful in effects, but the, everything else is like drained of colour. Like yeah. and, uh, and and it kind of is dull gray to watch. Grey walls, grey floors. Yeah, and like um you know, and it does look when I, when you get to um the sort of the scene where you first get Admiral Kirk and the science officer like you know who dies in transporter accident like. It, in the in the docking bay on Earth, and it looks like a, a set from Logan's Run. Mm. Like everybody's yeah. walking around, like in you know, basically wearing next to nothing. So it is it is kind of like there's a lot of legs. I gotta say, which <laughs> looks great, but it just it just feels really seventies, yeah. like, like a TV show. Like of
1: course, you look so neutral, yeah. don't they? <laughs> so guys, <good>. skin <Esky> neutral. <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> so like you say, so But
0: well, We should yeah. say the neutral zone. Yeah, there,
2: there is, there's nothing there, to, to them. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that transporter scene was suddenly like a real turn to the dark side. Yes. Because I was watching it and I was thinking that whole malfunctioning of the transporter, that was goddamn dark. And Yeah, the screams like that. Yeah, the light the way they keep trying to phase in and it's almost like the fly, like Yeah. And then the line uh, Yeah what we got back didn't live long.
0: Unfortunately. Like, yeah.
2: how was that not an iconic line from this film? Like, that's yeah. so dark.
0: Yeah, well, I just want to see the pool of something on the other end. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, just yeah. like, that's so scary. Like, the voice comes from the other and, end. You and don't and want to see what But Then he, he's quite happy to beam up McCoy in the next scene. Like, you yeah, know, just like.
1: He, he you're he almost, like well, they almost. The, the ship almost implodes or something as well, doesn't it? There's like a series it's of almost disasters.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's not ready. Like, it's not being shaped there. Yeah, it's, like, it's a death trap, basically. The Enterprise is a flying death trap. Um, yeah, the walk balance, like, the wormhole which they almost run into an asteroid for some reason oh that was some
2: hilarious pretend uh, <laughs>
0: to run in slow mo effect yeah it's, I mean I like the um the, the trails on them and the sound design works yeah. but yeah it's kind of like I think they do water right <laughs> impact yeah I mean I found that quite interesting like you said the
1: series of little disasters that do happen mm. it felt quite real I mean probably what would happen on a real yeah. ship as you were testing it and mm. everything things like that probably yeah. do happen all the time well we know they do mm. Uh well, is it Challenger That uh, yeah. blew up Yeah so these things Do happen That does feel like yeah. Gives
2: a grip Well I kind of noted That the first third Of this film Is them just trying To get to where the Yeah it's a, where a long way, way To even yeah, leave Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're That's like That's another thing Of like you know Modern films Don't take that much time and Yeah
0: it really Is just setting up You get to see the thing I mean but Uh, One thing I do notice Is like With Decker You know He kind of like Gives him a dressing down And and, you know Says I'm taking over In in engineering And uh, he takes the news Very badly Decker quite rightly You know Kurt's muscling in But then After transport malfunction He walks out of the um, Transport room loses his way and then he's just like, Oh, where is the uh, bridge, please? And like uh, and he runs straight into Decker's he's like, Are you following me around waiting for you to fuck up? Like it just it's just like you're just standing there, it's like, I knew you screw up, I knew you get lost. Look, you're not qualified for this at all, are you? Well yeah, I mean that is really
1: weird. Like I said earlier, Kirk acts like a jealous boyfriend with Decker over the Enterprise. It's like he's really so possessive. Yeah. And I mean it is quite frankly if I was the Enterprise restraining order on Kirk.
0: Yeah.
1: 100 percent <laughs> yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, we we'll go back to you bros because I feel like we interrupted your flow of your Yeah, first we
0: we have
2: tangible. Yeah, yeah, no, first impressions, like this whole kind of coming back onto the ship what I found really interesting. The whole idea of Kirk being this like veteran returning to sort things out. But the guy he's kinda of taken over from is more qualified now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I loved, I loved when him and Scotty first came on board, mm-hmm. and Scotty is like immediately told to just bugger off to the engine room. Like as soon as they step out, it's just like you engineers. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, get
0: yeah, yeah, get there. down there.
2: And uh, and yeah, this whole decker guy. Because I was thinking, in my head, I was like, I don't really know the whole Star Trek canon. He's. I, I would have thought yeah. I'd have known this guy because he seemed to be like new main character. So I was thinking, oh, is he hidden red shirt? And basically, he is yeah. yeah. Um, And uh, I just kept thinking that he looked like a 70s uh, Chris Pine. Yeah.
0: Because
2: you look at him and I was thinking, Mm. You know, the but Stephen Stephen like,
0: Collins, like, I mean, he he really equips some stuff really well in this film. I think yeah. he's you know, really good addition to the cast, and he is much better served than Ahura Sulu and and, and um, yeah, they're, they're
2: just, they're just
0: yeah, they Yeah, they they get so badly served by this film. They they never say anything that's kind of character driven. It's all just like um, you know, yeah. I've had no signal from Starfleet Captain. The old oh, captain. yeah, yeah, it just acknowledged you know that kind of thing. They just get procedural stuff to do, whereas Decker really has like this kind of you know forth with with Kirk, which is really good. Yeah. But like. Um, he just managed to sell
2: me On his kind of mm-hmm. uh, Romantic interest in uh Eilea uh, I- yeah. yeah, yeah And that was a r- really Kind of bizarre pairing But he kind of sold me On them not having Barely any interaction Just a few looks yeah, kind of like, yeah That's yeah. enough to make me think
0: But I, Yeah, and I think You know she's she comes in again you know this is new to me deltons didn't exist in the show like this whole idea of a species that like you know just fuck for fun like all the time we'll just go after everybody and then she's like had a of celibacy so she's not going to come to kirk but it's like you don't get that from this I and mean, you're only after like look going what the hell was that all about it really falls flat that kirk you know the big player of the galaxy like it could have been so much better if he kind of like tried to pass at her and she said like, no I'm, I'm celibate now so you know oh man you're no good anymore you know it, it would have been much, much funny if they build it up as like you know Kirk Reed just floundering yeah, like you know she just come out
2: and say oh come set yeah. or something
0: yeah like yeah, she, yeah I think she just knows his reputation but that kind of falls so flat and I think
2: I figured that was part of like her is she meant to be like an alien type?
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I thought she's... it was
2: just Like a thing of their race Just like oh We'll yeah. or something Because it was so bad kind of
0: No no it. no It's like it's own she in is now Like before she was Like yeah, having it off With everybody <laughs> Like oh well Everybody's going to get some, even you It's
1: funny I heard you mention Kirk being old there And I've got to say This is the first film In a franchise Yeah and it's like and the they already, already look mm-hmm. All of the
0: cast Old as Fuck I
1: mean, <laughs> this is uh, At what point This is ten years Post series finishing Yeah
0: le- yeah, yeah.
1: So And yeah,
0: I mean I know People used to look Older quicker The 70s did for a lot of people I mean not, I,
1: like, I don't yeah. know How old Shatner was Did they not do anything like...
2: Between the series ending And this I And mean, it was Was it that big a gap
1: uh,
0: yeah. yeah No that's it Yeah they didn't do anything Maybe the, the animated anime. series But yeah. obviously yeah. You don't see yeah. them They look that, really actually. young in that is, <laughs> That's interesting
2: Because I've always I've always pictured this film As being like you know <laughs> Old and the, the starting point of a lot of things, which it is for the franchise. But the idea that even at that point, yeah, it's it. coming back out retirement. Yeah, know, essentially, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, yeah. Kurt's a desk job. I mean, Bones comes from the Great Disco it's in the, a massive
2: beard, yeah.
0: a massive beard, and a medallion that just like you know, it was like <laughs> so Disco Stu from Woodstock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know, But yeah, I mean, I mean. I oh, thank God for DeForest Kelly because he brings in a life oh, to the film. When he arrives, serious. almost like he's just great in every he is scene he's in. Just sort of like, there are casualties. My wits, as in, frightened out of Captain <laughs> Sir. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was
1: really funny, him turning up. I mean, like you say, is that kind of getting the band back together movie. But talking mm. about so... I movie in space. Yeah, talking about Sulu, being um, mm. a pit part, the most memorable thing about Sulu in that movie is when Kirk first turns up on the bridge... Sulu runs to him as if he's an eight-year-old child like welcoming daddy home like (laughs) he he runs like to the smile on his face yeah he's like he's ripped well I
0: I, I just feel like everything in this film like and I'm thinking it, it this yeah, they all feel like first takes, and they like, yeah. and it's like print it, and we'll do it. Because I think that you know some of the acting, it's just so stale. I think Kirk and Spock, yeah, they seem to come across okay, and Decker, but outside of them, everybody else is sort of like one take to nail this. It's like I've been waiting for this my whole life, you know, like I've been waiting for ten years for this. Like you get one shot at this, uh, you know, it check off. You'll be on the covering floor, and uh, it just, yeah, everybody else sort of just seems to be kind of like reading for the first time.
2: Yeah, I really, I really took to the Kirk and Bones relationship more than Kirk and Spocky. Yeah, even though it's before Spock shows up, but I was thinking Kirk and Bones, having not known what they're like as a duo, like these two really kind of are clicking, and uh, I want to see more of
1: them. Well, they are kind of the, they're the main trinity of the show, aren't they? Kirk, no. Spock, and Bones very much. So. That has always been the case. Hasn't yeah, it?
0: and I think you know coming as a non trekkie I wasn't kind of expect you know wanting that like you know or needing that from this and I think as a fan you know, hoping to see them back together they really only like share one scene together in the in the officer's lounge and even then it's a bit kind of still Spock hasn't quite opened up yet it's not really there for your character sort of moments at all in this film it is all about the effects it's all about the, the probe and I think it's you know, when you kind of go from Rapa car onwards, it becomes much more of a family, the, sh- the crew. Yes, this certainly. feels just like you know the f- the top three. Yeah, like the like others are coming. Other, yeah. yeah, and it just—I've never kind of watched this film going. I'm watching this for the for the Star Trek crew. I'm watching it for the music. I'm watching it for the kind of. I really like the 70s effects. I particularly like the map paintings for Vulcan. Um, oh man, yeah, yeah. That's like it's But that's I just—I—I I have a real kind of. I think they've got a charm to them. I really yeah.
2: love the um, like the opening of the. Mm. Vija ship. It's kind of like all the different like a door. The bit that spot times to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that thing just kind
1: of. Opening and closing the
0: orifice. That looks, yeah,
1: the orifice. that looked
2: really
0: real and really. Cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, the Doug Trumbull uh, special effects here are genuinely, I think, really impressive. And yeah, it's I the split
0: scan stuff. His his really his sequences when they go through the cloud. Yes, like, like, his of course. Stuff, yeah. I
1: mean, it, it's interesting because it feels like the film is taking its visual cues from other big sci-fi films of the preceding decade. In Star Wars, especially that opening shot is so similar to the opening shot of Star Wars, of the empty vastness of black space and then a spaceship entering, this being the Klingon spaceship uh, this time. And then later on, I mean, it's very much 2001, obviously, because mm. of the Doug Trumbull connection. Mm. Uh, there's a bit of Close Encounters in there as well, and it, it
0: just... Well, there's a, yeah, even Darth Vader and Miss Piggy make an appearance, and we, they caught that.
1: Oh, yeah, this is a famous film at Easter yeah, Egg, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't spot it. When, when is this? It's it?
0: when, when Spot's going through on the this, on this jetpack. Going through the, um, into the kind of memory banks, there's a scene where you kind of see the outline of Vader and then Miss Piggy's down the bottom there somewhere. I've I've got to say, I see Vader, but I don't see Miss Piggy, but that's apparently where it is.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those films where, for me, a lot of it falls back on the fact that I just can't get over the big bad. Is a big cloud of space mess. It's
0: Galactus. Uh, well, yeah, it's Galactus. Like it's
1: coming towards uh, the uh, Silver
0: Surfer. What's yeah. Galactus?
1: Um, basically, uh, the second Wait, Fantastic Four film, Rise of the Silver Surfer. In that, they did the villain Galactus, and now anyone who's a comic reader knows Galactus is a big villain in the comics and in the comic books. He appears as some kind of gigantic alien who kind of walks through the streets kind of demolishing buildings and basically come to eat the planet. He's big it's and like a, like, power rangers build. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um in the film they decided to depict him as a kind of storm cloud mm-hmm. and that's what this yeah. makes me think. Oh, he's a storm cloud coming through space, yeah. destroying planets as he goes. So yeah, yeah. I was and, like, oh they're fighting. And to make it even worse, it, he's basically represented by a bald woman uh, with a kind of distorted feedback voice well for most
0: of the film. Oh, what, your feature? Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: And it just, for me, it just doesn't work. It's just, there's nothing there. There's nothing to cling on to in the film as a villain. I mean, you compare this to the second film...
0: Yeah it's, a it's, it's it's mystery. It's more of a mystery, but like yeah. they're trying to discover what it is. The, the whole fa-
2: is, is the unknown and an idea. And, yeah. yeah, that's an
0: interesting way of looking at it. I tell you what
2: though, I was blown away by the twist like, you know, spoilers for a thirty seven year old film I somehow managed to avoid. Yeah. But yeah. the twist that it's Voyager six and they're calling it because 'cause it's got mud on the thing. I was like, yeah. whoa Yeah, I love uh, it. I The love fact it. that it's like a ancient, by their time, mm. you know, one of the first I think it's a great way of looping around the whole Star Trek, the whole, you know, space exploration by looping back to you
0: know, And that's Christ. a thing. Yeah, yeah. one of mankind's yeah, first things really yeah. Yeah, it's And it's, like, gained
2: sentience by yeah. really Or cool. about to,
0: about to. It's just, yeah. like, got too big. And I think, you know, that's the thing. It needed that plan to kind of... Because like, I'm sure the memory banks didn't have enough room in the to have all that information like a whole... Yeah. But, you know, having a representation of Vida's entire journey yeah. and all the things that it's kind of learned, just, yeah, yeah, and it's just got that... It's just on the cusp of becoming getting human emotions. So that
2: whole yeah, that whole thing about kind of it almost lacking a bagger, that's something I really noticed that this film I really liked the peaceful tactics of reasoning and like truth. you know, this is I guess this is what's characterized by the Star Trek mm. franchise in that purist. Yeah, they're all about, yeah, they're it, it's all about purest. like compassion and stuff and you know, you, you never get a big blockbuster film where the your main good guys are sending out friendship messages and Calling them friendship messages instead of declarations of war.
0: Yeah, and that was so. Refreshing. It's like don't don't even scan it because it might be uh, you know, yeah. misinterpreted. It's like you know, it's really kind of. He's like, like, like don't being...
2: close the shutters because that might be you know it might seem a bit like oh we're setting down to to mm. fight you and like mm. I just think that somehow it shouldn't but it kind of raised the stakes in a way because they're being so it made them more vulnerable because they're like mm. we're just attacking this thing by saying hello we are here. Yeah. We're all
1: about peace, and that's you just don't. Well, I suppose that's the whole ethos of Star Trek, yes. isn't it? And that's what this film represents. That it's about exploration. Yeah. So, um, as a starting point someone who yeah.
2: doesn't really know it, it kind yeah. of sums up.
1: But, but, funnily enough, uh, I think that's kind of why. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Paul, but I believe that Gene Roddenberry, after this point, was essentially sort of forced to take a back seat on his own franchise because. Yeah. Roth Khan, he hasn't got much creative involvement
0: in not, not it. None at all. I think it's like, yeah, he, um, yeah, he was really pushed out of it. Did he yeah. have a lot to
1: do with this one? Yeah, yeah I think mean, no, he was exactly like, it. he
0: kind of, you know, I think he oversaw the the show phase two, and this was going to be the pilot. The idea for this film was like the pilot, and it was like fleshed out by. Alan Dean Foster and Howard Livingston, and Andy Foster like writes loads of um, novelizations of fav- you know your favorite films. Alien. He wrote like the first Star Wars sequel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye*.
2: Is this part of the whole? I heard there was a whole like ultimate film
0: to what Empire could have been. Yeah, just, this was going to gonna be, yeah, that's right, this was going to be the low budget for the sequel to Star Wars if it didn't make money, and it was, yeah. but then it's like, okay, we actually can do what we want now, so they just commissioned it as a novel instead, I think, yeah. So it's oh, interesting okay. to kind of see what could have been, yeah.
1: Well, that's funny, because I've been reading up on the different versions of Star Trek The Motion Picture, mm-hmm. and one of them was called The God Thing, uh, which Roddenberry wrote, that was his script and it kind of sounds like there were elements of that going into this uh which makes sense and almost maybe kind of links up with a film later in the franchise yeah um so
0: well, i think he's angry at somebody for seeing their his idea yeah right but have, but, but, so, it, it, but yeah we'll come to that one it wouldn't be a, a, a podcast i'm looking forward to a yeah, lot yeah. It
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah, yeah, spoilers i mean but we should say i mean yeah. if you haven't guessed already Spoiler warning, if you haven't seen these films, you're going to get spoiled to (laughs) fuck. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's, like I say, there's nothing there to grab onto. I mean, the, the film is so sluggishly paced for a movie that has essentially no plot. It, the plot is it, very could very got big. To it. it
0: could have got to it. I mean, it's a, I really like the reveal. I like where it's going. It just doesn't. It takes the fucking. so much time to get there. It's like they don't get out of Space Dot quick enough. And the, then the flight there, you know, it all could have been so much more cut to the boat. And he did say it was like this is the rough cut of the film I ended up going to Fears. But then, and I said, you know, the director's edition is hamstrung by the fact people love the music so much they wouldn't see, you know, any of it cut back either. So a lot of the ponderous sort of like flyover, I mean, just flying over the ship the V'ger outside mm-hmm. you know that's after five minutes going through the cloud the cl- going through the, the cloud, cloud yeah. doesn't do anything to advance the plot it is just kind of this is good to look at but you know it just it just takes the time getting there I feel like you would have less of a hang up with this film if it just got to the (laughs) it's funny though
2: for a a two hour film that has at least three different sequences of like five minute length just travelling looking at stuff I didn't feel it dragged like it might be the first it might be because it's a first view maybe I I was really really kind of into what was going on but like I've I've watched films less than two hours long that did not have five to ten minute sequences of just music and looking
1: into space that Mm. felt like death you know yeah I mean for me the problem is is I watch it And I think, you know what, this plot, if it was an episode, if it was a 42 minute episode of the show, I'd go, plot's a bit thin on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, barely fill an episode, but instead Mm. we've got a movie that, I mean, it is Mm. two plus hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's two hours,
0: ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think, you know, I like the plot. But I think it needs more. I think it needed more drama. and needed more kind of stuff going on with the characters. It needed maybe a saboteur or some. You know, basically, why why is Up Spock like getting this kind of message from space and it, and it basically setting up that he might betray the ship? I mean, all he does is go and look for more answers. You know, go out on he his just own. Gets and, a bit rogue. Yeah, but that's like nothing at all, really. Yeah. The ship doesn't get put in any real jeopardy. But that's never resolved. Why? Yeah. Why Vijay was calling Spock is never resolved. I like, only hit me this time thinking about this podcast. It's like it really is just goes nowhere. It, it basically sends him off to kind of like go mind melt with it. But why did he? Why did it pick him? Why is nobody else getting like? Yeah, it's funny, uh, that
2: bit earlier on where Kirk and Bones are sort of like almost like can we trust Spock? He has his own motives, and there's that like, lingering shot of Kirk sort of being like,
0: I would never mm. believe that. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Ooh,
2: what's yeah. This Spock guy, what's he gonna do? And yeah, uh, yeah not not a lot.
0: When you get to the final scene, which I love, kind of actual reveal of it, and then Dekka making the decision to be with her whatever and become this thing. But where's Spock in that? He comes, he kind of figures it out. Surely it should be him that was going to be joining with it. He's like almost a little bit possessed by it. Decker should, you know, get in the way of Spock and just go, no, I love Alia and had gone, push him out the way and go, I'm going to join her for instead. And that kind of stopped Spock from completing mm, his He just kind of jumped in and was
1: like, yeah, yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah. Well, this is it. There's a scene at the end of the film, which is what you're talking about, obviously, where you get uh, Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Decker, kind of all basically chatting out the plot of the film, <laughs> uh, turning round and having kind of an exposition conversation at each other and none of the actors look like they know what the fuck they're talking about
0: I, I, don't, I do think they do in that scene really? for me that scene really works I mean it's because it's, Nimoy wrote his own lines about like it's limitless. Reach reached the ends of this universe and it must evolve what it requires you a guard doctor is the answer to that question is there nothing more it,
1: it, I will agree on the Nimoy front Nimoy always nails seems- it committed to what he's doing but Decker I swear he actually looks directly at the camera as if to say (laughs) what am I banging on about mate (laughs) so yeah I just uh, (laughs) there is a funny moment as well where they try to hold Kirk back yeah. He's
0: kind of like no. trying There is so things. much arm holding in this film. I don't know if you notice it, but like everybody seems to grab somebody on the arm really kind of gently. It's like, no, don't do it. Like, um, Deco don't. And, you know, it, it happens more than once. Um, and, and it's also kind of like how Spock shows friendship as well. I mean, in the great acted sick based scene, where it's like this simple feeling, you know. It it's beyond its comprehension, you know, this mates kind of thing, this bond we have. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, this, just, yeah, it, you see that more and more. Do you notice, pick up on that Yeah, any?
1: yeah. Well, I was more talk about the fact that they, at first he kind of goes for him and they're holding him back, <laughs> but then it goes on for a, quite a while and it kind of looks like Kirk just stops chuckling <laughs> and they're still holding on to his arms.
2: <laughs> yeah. To, but, me, to me, the funniest bit was when the the V-ger is kind of the electrical thing going around the bridge yeah. wrecking the place up yeah. it's like what do we do and Spock just goes double fisted
1: punch on the controls yeah. solid,
0: well, yeah. snaps the like Yeah,
1: that sequence did not work it's correct. like they didn't it, know what, it, what, it, what they were doing yeah
0: everyone looks
1: at the effects which obviously aren't just there just it, as if
0: yeah. well, then... I think I think you see the guy's feet, like who's like the guy shuffling around like a you know. A, oh, really, a, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure in the wide shot there's it's like little feet shuffling. I don't know. If it drops
1: any emotion from what could be.
0: Well, I don't, a... feel, I don't feel sorry. Ali is gone. Like this is weird, yeah. isn't it? You know, and you kind of want to kind of like the character by that point, but she gets zapped away, and you're just like, well, okay. Um, but there was actually the two security guards were meant to shoot it. One or two of them get vaporized there. Right. And that was cut out because at the end of the film, they want to just say there's two casualties, no listeners missing. otherwise, you have to say there's four. Ensign Ricky and, like, you know, like, Security <laughs> Chief, what's his name? Yeah, like, because
1: I found that confusing, because the fact that we hadn't seen that, I was like, wait, are they talking about Decker and the girl? Mm-hmm. Or,
0: y- y- you know what Yeah, I yeah, mean? yeah, there's only two casualties, like, but listen, we're missing, Eilea and Decker.
1: Yeah. I'd but say, if they had,
0: like, you know, and Ensign Ricky, you know, essentially.
1: Yeah, that's a bit odd. Um, but, yeah, I suppose we're coming to the end of the movie itself, and... I think what frustrated me a lot as well, being a fan of Robert Wise's previous work, one of the films he directed was The Haunted, mm. uh, which is a fantastic psychological scare fest. It's kind of the original haunted house movie, I think it's from around 1961. I really recommend it it's black and white really atmospheric it's great and if you watch that movie there's basically hardly any effects in it there's kind of one or two incredible sound design very well done yeah Yeah. amazing sound design amazing set Uh, it's all psychological it's all about what you don't see Mm. and you watch that movie and you kind of compare it to the plot of Star Trek The Motion Picture where there's a villain you don't really see and you kind of think Robert Wise is the perfect director to shoot this movie but somehow it doesn't pay off Mm. it it doesn't apply and it's frustrating
0: it's it's remarkable to me that it looks as consistent as it does when it's just such a hodgepodge kind of like different effects companies all working like flat out and you know obviously like you know actually Actors shot on sets, like where they basically it looks to me like they've only had like one shot at it. It just feels like you know cobbled together essentially for like this huge budget. In at times it does feel like a bit like that. Yeah, it's funny. Like if you think like Mm. if
2: wise, you you know, if you think wise dropped the ball on making a a really compelling uh, film like that, I think I think the ideas at its core are still really interesting. The whole kind of um, you know knowledge versus humanity type thing. The idea that this kind of floating all-knowing computer thing that has come from us is trying to find answers like anybody else. I think all these ideas come across really well. Yeah. And it's just a case of just the dramatizing it like like you say. So it could have been it could have been as focused as the haunting. And he I don't know what he didn't have. He seemed to all the characters, you know, you coming off you're coming off of a series as well. You've got all that
1: pre know, done. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean for me the ending sort of summed it up in a lot of ways. You get to that final scene and there's that kind of comedy beat uh, in the film where Kirk kind of looks at the camera and says, you know, go. He says something like. That way. That yeah. way. Yeah. Or something. Kind of like, you're yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Kirk seems to care about the direction of the enterprise there as much as the creative team behind this film care about the direction <laughs> of the <laughs> film. Just Joe old- uh, yeah. You know, which reflects. In the box office, because if we look at the stats, like I was saying earlier on, like, you know, this, board, this is the Is
0: <laughs> Welcome to Stat Breakdown. The budget balloon to hard
1: 46 million, uh, it made a box office of 139, which may sound like a lot. Into you compare <laughs> it to Star Wars, which came out two way two years earlier, cost a lot less than a million, made seven hundred seventy five.
0: Yeah, with a lot of new releases. Like,
1: yeah. well, but Close Encounters also yep. came out a few years earlier, cost eighteen, made three hundred and three. Yeah, it it
0: marked up at the box didn't it? But this didn't. Like, yeah, I don't think This had legs, did it? I think no, no people were going back to see it a second time. Um, unlike his other films It's
2: interesting to think Of the fan culture At the time Like nowadays You know You've got you've got Twitter and social media And all this kind of stuff This was a property That had a successful I assume Successful yeah, TV yeah, show had, Yeah it had This yeah. was the big return
0: well, it had, like, But it had A semi-successful But it built Kind of compared. a cult thing It yeah. built a cult, cult following yeah. it, had lo- it had conventions And it had like You know magazines And it kind of It had the following That kind of went through It followed this Through the series, And they knew it was coming So there was There's already an inbuilt Kind of like There's a certain number Of tickets you're going to sell but, you know, they—it's the, the wider, wider audience kind of appeal of this is quite it's, limited. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because when mm-hmm. Star
2: Wars came out, Star Wars was about Star Wars. That's what it was. But this... be coming out and it's like you know you've got it's it's quite
0: ballsy to make something that's not so not action-packed when you've got star wars as proof like you know people kind of you know really responded to a high adventure this is exactly
1: it i mean it's really interesting uh the creation of this film for me because we're kind of talking internet fan culture and such before it existed because you have this series that runs for three years Uh, builds a cult following but actually didn't get high enough ratings to stay on the air, they cancelled it, there was a letter writing campaign, over those 10 years the fans started having conventions, it became this huge fan culture thing, basically built fan culture. Eventually, the XX listen and go, wow, you know, there's really an audience out here for that. Plus, I do believe they sold it very successfully internationally. and when right, okay, we're gonna make this film, and you know what, we're gonna spend loads of money on it. And when they had the press conference for this movie, it was the biggest press conference Paramount had done since the 1950s. They obviously thought this movie was gonna be big time. They clearly thought they had their own Star Wars on their hands. And then it kind of comes along, and they kind of completely misjudged it. Because, and this we see this happen today, um, all the time, studios seem to bank their big ticket films on the kind of internet fan culture, believing that everyone mm. there is going to make up the numbers. We're actually, we're talking about a very small yeah. group of people. And of course, very it doesn't translate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a film called uh, Snakes on a Plane. Which built up a real, oh, yeah, which <laughs> built up a real cult following online, and the movie execs—they thought they were on to something really big, and they kind of built that entire film around the internet response, and then it came out and no one wants to see it's it. It's
2: basically a film based around. Wouldn't it be cool if Sam Jackson said, Get these motherfucking snakes off his motherfucking plane? Yeah, and then reverse engineered from there.
1: Exactly, yeah. and I kind of feel obviously there's a big gap between Star Trek <laughs> and Snakes on <laughs> the plane but I kind of feel it's that thing <laughs> of going, of overestimating the audience of that movie, thinking everyone will be into yeah. this. Yeah, so Snakes on the Star Wars was big, right? So but, everyone who wants it but all the hardcore fans went. And then everyone who wasn't interested in Star Trek went probably went. This is boring. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's there. it.
0: You could, they, they definitely said this is boring. Um, yeah. So Matt, we're gonna have your summary now. like can see what you kind of feel like. You've, we've, we have reached the end of the film. We have discussed the ending. I yeah, think, you know, we, yeah. we can see I have a few musings actually. You know, to follow your yeah but
2: It kind of went up and down for me. I was thinking, right, this is kind of. I'm starting at the beginning. I've somehow avoided all of this. I don't know what what to think and I I didn't think going in it would be such a slow intellectual kind of thing I guess I should have seen it coming with Starship, That's being it's kind of bread and butter but I found it to be quite dated for sure but not in a bad way essentially, like I thought the ideas here kind of stand out enough, some of the performances are great, a lot of it you know, a lot of good and bad Um, the whole, the pathetic chair seatbelt things with the uh with the panels come over the legs, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that just have me cracking up. Like, <laughs> the classic kind of seventies kind of cheese, but yeah. uh, I think it was very mature. and It almost felt like like a serious Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy almost, where like this idea of this weird computer traveling across space trying to find yeah. answers, yeah. and then coming in. I thought it was a great way to bridge the end of a series and the start of a film franchise. It might not have been the most you know entertaining way, but to go from. There was this crew, they had adventures, and now they're kind of getting the band back together, and they're going off. This is a good kind of introductory adventure for them to have, I suppose. Like, I'm not sure, but yeah, the score makes it, and uh, I think it sets a good precedent, especially with
1: what's the camera, space? Okay. Um, yeah, to sum up with myself, to be honest, I'm not a massive fan um, of the motion picture. I think The things I enjoy About the film Are really The window dressing In the sense That the main Big plot Like I say I just can't get over <laughs> The space mist The space mist Is no Death Star <laughs> uh, um, and, But everything else all the, all the little bits The score The score is a Big, big element. Huge. Um, huge seeing the crew come back together, the kind of main trio, uh, the trinity of uh, Shatner and Nimoy and uh, is it DeForest Kelly? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, those three guys uh, come back together is really nice. And I do like that romance between Kirk and the ship. There's something really beautiful about that. The kind of Old captain and his ship, as it were, that's really cool. Um, some of the effects I think are still really stunning. Some of the Doug Trumbull um, effects are really beautiful, and some of the model work here is genius and shows again how strong practical effects can still look to this day. Some of the other effects really don't stand up as well. I definitely think. Um, all that money was not well spent overall uh, it's too long definitely uh, and it just it, it's one of those things where I can't help thinking it's a little boring, it's a little sluggish and there's a first chapter of a franchise I mean it, to compare it to something like JJ's Star Trek, it doesn't get the ball rolling in the same way uh, I think Overall I'm pretty middling on it. We'll
0: come back to scores in a minute though. Paul. Okay, well I you know, I had an interesting kind of relationship with this film. Obviously I love Rafa Khan and I went back, I borrowed like the um the VHS of this of uh, the box set when it was one to seven, so it had generations in there. And I put this tape on and first off I was familiar with the theme. From the next generation, so it instantly kind of it was weird to hear it in a original crew context, and from there it all just felt a bit off to me because, like, you know, again, I was used to the kind of the costumes and the things like that from other the other the later films. So I was coming at it from a different direction, and I had already established kind of like, oh, I know the characters, I know the dynamics, and watching it from that point of view, I was like, it's completely lacking in this film. That you don't really have. It's only kind of glimpses of kind of their good their relationships and the character beats that kind of make it. And I didn't, yeah. So it left me cold. I got so I liked the kind of the idea, I suppose, but it definitely didn't have the action that I liked. Um, then I I taped it off the Sci-Fi Channel years later, and I watched it again, and I found myself kind of drawn into it in a different way. I was a bit older, and I just I just liked the operatic nature of it. I just liked the kind of long shots, the special effects, the score. I started to pick up on that score, and it just it got got to me. And then when the DVD came out in terms of the re- remastered version. Um, Revisiting it with that and that kind of a tightened up version, clean up effects, and it just yeah it became kind of a favorite I just like to re- revisit and I think it's some, I think I read, read online somebody you say you know it feels like one you kind of just watch on a Sunday afternoon it just because of the pace of it it just feels like a warm blanket to me in a, in a weird way just because it is kind of slow and it just feels like I can just sit and just let it wash over me it's not anything like there is no comparison to the original picture and there still isn't so for me it's kind of built it, it, I, I can completely acknowledge all its faults mm. I know they're there, and I and I'm the first to point them out. I've got some great ones, like you know. Hope, <laughs> let, me so let me just like one of my miss the games of the future.
2: Yeah, what the fuck
0: is that game? <laughs> it's the floor game. So hopscotch, but like it, I don't know what that was. And then also almost, just like, you've got to hold your hand here, and it will, it will this like light beams will come up. You know this thing is like I don't know what that was about. It's like crappy but What was the games of the future? thing yeah, the bit where misses. where he's he's walking Ilya through the game recreation deck on the Enterprise. and yeah, he's like, look at this floor. These are some of the yeah. games These are some of the games The Enterprise crew enjoy. What <laughs> do you enjoy? What do you do? Recreation? What, what kind of games do you play? The words recreation <laughs> And enjoy Do not mean anything to stupid my stupid fucking
2: games kind of <laughs> Yeah
0: it's like And they mean nothing to you If this is what you like <laughs> So um, yeah That kind of Interesting crap like, It was yeah. interesting
1: What you were saying Kind of contextualising Your viewing experience Of the film Because I thought This is something We should definitely talk about Mm. Uh, as it's the first episode before we get into scoring this thing mm. um, our first experiences of Star Trek um, what were they?
0: yeah I've I think we, we We could save that For the next episode I think Because it'd be nice Kind of thing to start off with As the next one Or do you want to do it now Do you want to do it now yeah. Whoa
1: Yeah okay Yeah, yeah. You want to go? <laughs> First memory First episode
0: Yeah Well as you can see that We're just a bit rough on the edges A bit like the film We just watched So Liam wait. It's a theme
1: uh, Yes yeah, so Basically my, uh, my first Experience Of Star Trek I believe Would have been When my dad Took me to see Star Trek 6 The Under Southern Country at the cinema back in 1991 Hmm. Um, I believe it would have been at the ABC cinema in Bournemouth in Dorset Uh, and yeah I think that would have been my first experience I don't think I would have watched any Star Trek on TV at that Hmm. point Um, and I've got quite vivid memories of it actually Uh, so we'll go back to that when we actually get to Star Trek 6 but I did I liked it straight away but I I think part of my liking of it um, because I think Star Trek maybe Trekkies will write in and disagree but as a small
0: child at least I don't really Please believe in. it's something
1: that would instantly appeal because in general it's quite sombre, or certainly that film seemed to be. Uh, and I think partially the reason I kind of walked away liking it was because my dad was saying, oh yeah, I'll take you to see Star Trek, it's really good. And, you know... You've you should got, have seen the last one. <laughs> and you've got, you've got that... Thing in you which goes like, oh, well, my dad says it's great, and I'm six years old. Yeah, so, and yeah. this is, ex- and also it's kind of, you know, a slightly adult film. You think, well oh, this is number six.
0: This I, is, I wow. do think it's a little Yeah, it's quite heavy for us. Yeah, for yeah. For a, yeah how kids
1: can't, kids, I
2: can't yeah. think how. A, oh, I'm thinking of this one. Like, yeah, I can't think how a kid would sit through much for Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah no. It is. It's quite. It's, it's
0: quite. You know. Yeah. It. It is like a bit quite high concept and yeah. for a kid to kind of come in there and like, I mean it's U-rated as well it just feels like it's trying to be like you know it's because accessible nothing yeah nothing happens like you know nobody <laughs> gets vaporized it's like I
1: think if I went to see motion picture in cinema now and saw some six-year-old kid getting his candy crush on uh, in the cinema I would kind of be like fair enough <laughs> 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 and this is coming from someone who cannot abide a ruliness so.
0: Uh, well yeah we, we've, I think we should have done this as a TV show after seeing your face just then that was
1: <laughs> yeah uh, more anecdotes on that front as the series progresses.
0: well you know I, I'm really looking forward to kind of part of me knowing the series I'm just there's episodes I'm really looking forward to going and it's just nice to be able to watch these series again I have been holding off kind of a rewatch in preparation for this so it's you know it'd be nice to kind of see them in order uh, for one and just just see kind of like how it develops and also Mm. you know it's really nice to get your insights Matt too
1: because yeah we would have all seen them I mean obviously Matt Mm. but both uh, you and me Paul would have seen these films completely out of order I believe before Mm. this this would be the first time from number one to number 13
0: yeah absolutely so we will be kind of checking that beyond I think you know off you know out of order but we will be revisiting and I'm sure we'll be on blue by the time we finish this 100% yeah and we're, we're hoping to have a few uh, surprise guests along the way people who you know we've run into love Star Trek you know you know, have a passing interest in it probably we more were, than we do yeah we're going to rope them in and get their get the kind of like guest opinions also for future episodes so Paul
1: first Star Trek experience
0: Oh, first Star Trek appearance? Yeah, I probably started with the best one you obviously have, which is seeing Star Trek Two, and coming off um, Star Wars. You know, I love Star Wars movies, and you know, I had that, and then just caught this one on TV, and it suddenly just really worked for me. It was the militaristic overtones of it, the you know, the calm was a really incredible villain. It, it felt. Slightly naughty as well I'd seen it Like having oh, the 15, 15 Yeah 15 rating as well And it, you know It was obviously cut for like This f- version I watched on telly But it still kind of felt like A little bit on the edge You know felt a bit edgy uh, Which is what Star Trek Was not known for at all <laughs> yeah, So you think Only like,
1: time Star Trek yeah, it, Has ever been described As on the edge
0: <laughs> Yeah it is And it just was It was funny Because I tried to kind of I, I sought out a lot of Star Trek To try and follow up to that And it was right. never Never to be topped And you know We'll see whether I feel Follow the same way You know Watch them again But you know that was quite funny that it sort of began with that and then spiralled still, still just spiralled down <laughs> uh,
2: Matt first Star Trek experience. well it's funny I don't think I don't think I saw any of the old ones in the cinema uh, so I think for me the JJ 2009 one was the first Star Trek film I saw in cinemas so if you go backwards from that I never watched the show I was kind of aware of it and I'd only seen I don't know when I would have first seen any of them so I think this really is the franchise and pop culture phenomenon more than any other I really have just absorbed through osmosis of just it being out there. Because yeah. I kind of just know...
0: Yeah, it's incredible faces. how many, like, phrases and, and things people just, yeah. just pick up. Like, they just are, just, like, things in people, the popular lexicon that, yeah. that it just are there without right. having seen a frame of Star Trek. I mean,
2: yeah, I, th- I think of this for other things, and I think, no, I've seen all these other things. I mean, you know, there's certain other uh, franchises that you think, oh, it's just so out there, but I think, oh, I've seen... All, if not most of them but this is one where I've generally been like I know for a fact that I haven't seen 10 out of these 13 films maybe maybe less so the fact that I have any kind of knowledge it's probably you during like school school years putting on some clips here and there um it's probably through you that I saw Khan like, uh, give you a presentation, presentation. Yeah, yeah just I like think there, was, <laughs> there was maybe a clip from one of the middle ones I saw through you in your room once <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't know which I've been
1: showing
0: you like clips I will not show is <laughs> you is this what used to
1: happen Paul would drag you to his room lock you we in check this you out
0: there.
1: He, he will find the doors are quite locked
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yes yeah, so this is really interesting for me and, and thinking about my scoring and kind of General overall view of motion picture like you say like I think it might be a view that changes as it goes on because you know you say you don't watch motion picture for the crew you just watch it for the idea and for the music and stuff but the crew is kind of the big part of Star Trek so I think maybe by the time I'm further down the line and I know the crew Mm. as a unit more I'd look back on this and be like oh yeah they really dropped the ball whereas I was coming in going I don't know if any of these people are really
1: apart from the yeah. and Spock, yeah. so I can just It really is intru- focus and on And that's really
0: stuff. interesting Kind of from that point, yeah. yeah.
1: Going back to Star Trek credentials, because we never really finished off earlier because we kind not of got talking about the movies, um, I should also mention that I do remember reading quite a lot of Star Trek comic books back in the day when I was a younger kid, just because I'm a big comic book fan, and back in those days, in the early 90s, for some reason, one of the few graphic novels you would find in a local library for people who couldn't afford books, <laughs> like my family, uh, <laughs> were uh, kind of old Star Trek graphic novels. And so I read quite a few of those uh, growing up. I also used to watch quite a bit of the Star Trek animated series on repeat I don't know if you ever watched
0: it. no that? I never saw it like, oh really was it on live and kicking or something
1: all the TV now on Netflix oh okay yeah well you know I what I'd recommend the animated series uh, it's got all the original cast doing the voices which is pretty big straight away because it came on I believe kind of as the series itself was finishing or after the series had finished was like early 70s wasn't yeah, it yeah so basically to you know the fans this would have been the closest they would be getting to new track episodes because you had the original cast. I believe Roddenberry and all the creative team were involved. Yeah. And you know they were decent stories. Yeah, I like, bet really they are. Good. I think
0: there's also you can do a lot more with the animation because like, yeah. you couldn't do effing all with like you know the actual effects on the show. So you no. have them that like, kind of like the you know the gloves oh, are off.
1: Everywhere. I think yeah, it yeah. was quite well, cheapo like, d- animation,
0: but yeah, I mean, yeah, but still you can good. you can animate anything you want. That's yes. You yeah, can yeah, do anything badly anything badly oh, but, but I was just looking for Netflix and just looking back at all the original episodes of the show and like so many were like Kirk and Spock travel back to like 20th century earth and like get involved it's just always contemporary history or just like you know just Old west or the prohibition just keep the budget down I know it's just like yeah you know, we can shoot on the back lot we've got the costumes we just send them back to, <laughs> it's, like, never go back to the 21st century for some reason <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else anyone else left off their uh, Star Trek credentials, or what well, they want to say about the Not movie? Credentials. I've got an
2: interesting quote that I, yeah. I wrote down, which was just kind of to set precedent. It is Empire magazine recently put an article on um, looking at the? Is it fifty year history or something yeah. now? Or something, yeah. yeah. Is it a, fifty years this year? I think there was something that was yeah. Sixty oh, six. 66. And uh, Ira Stephen Baer, the executive of Deep Space Nine said uh, the theory I've always heard says that when the western died science fiction filled the gap we could not dream in the past anymore so we started to dream in the future and that's kind of interesting in the whole westerns were kind of popular westerns kind of dying out around the kind of 50s and 60s and that's when kind of sci-fi was taking over I don't know how it worked for TV and film but there was definitely some sort of weird crossover and it makes sense that for ages they've been looking back in the past and now they look, look forward and I think that was a good a genesis point for something like Star
0: Trek and with genesis being the next <laughs> <laughs> we shall probably end on that quote I think and uh, mm. motion picture we're not ending on that quote we're
1: motion not ending <laughs> on that quote <laughs> motion <laughs> overall picture. Yeah. motion picture funnily enough in that case and I've lost track so maybe we should have <laughs> yeah. I don't know Thanks I got really distracted by Paul
0: trying to kill a bug. Um, oh, and our Axolossal hasn't died. That's the movie. We had to turn off his tank, his oxygen supply, to he's film not this episode. Fish here. Yeah, it's he's a, not a fish. He's a, is
2: what axolotl. <laughs> he's an axolotl,
0: yeah. so he could be a salamander, but he, he doesn't look
2: like
0: him. Yeah, he's basically our. Little, he's he's, he's, the he's bigger budget than the original yeah. show right here. He is very <laughs> interesting. He looks like the missing link. Um... But yeah, I'm sure if you look up pictures of axolotls And he's or albino Little well, pink They live in the caves of Mexico He's our, I'd say, our show mascot Yeah,
1: I'd say so I, What true. I was going to say Is it's interesting you make the western connection yeah. Because I was thinking while watching motion picture They all look so fucking old It may as well be space cowboys <laughs> At that point <laughs> uh, But before we go, what we should do Because the plan we've got is to obviously go through the entire film franchise, maybe do some episodes on other elements of the Star Trek universe as well. But when we get to the end of this mission, We want to kind of collate our own ranking of the Star Trek films uh, from 1 to 13, from worst to best or best to worst. And the way we're going to do that is score individually each movie at the end of every episode. And then at the end we'll kind of collate that together, work out, uh, yeah, basically work out what is our team rundown of those movies. So we're kind of going to break this down this is not just Stores. out of 10 but to the finest decimal point Matt Brothers start the scoring okay well I'm going for 6.2 out of 10 mm. 6.2 out of 10 which
2: is good. a solid mm. kind of 3 star yeah yeah, so, yeah. not, not a yeah. disaster not bad. Good, f- yeah. good footing
0: yeah. um, go for 7 you go for a 7. Yeah.
1: I would probably go for a 5.5. 5.5? 5. 5. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's probably around a
0: 2.5 star maybe. I think yeah. it's just like the rewatch belief for me. like uh, uh, Which like nobody else has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know I'm wrong.
1: Well, yeah, your, your guys' scores will be changing from what they previously had in your head maybe. Is, yeah. So. yeah, I mean, I would say oh, so. Fresh, because I think previously it would have probably been something like a 4. Or something so like that. See. So it's gone up this time. I, I think... There's a part of it, it's watching it knowing I'm going to watch the whole series back to back and then you kind of appreciate this as a start of film, mm. um, bringing the crew back together. Uh, and so I think as a launch pad, you kind of appreciate it slightly more even though it isn't a very good launch. Let me ask you
2: something. Did, did your score change throughout the course of recording this episode? Did you come in with one and we convinced you any other way? You convinced me of nothing. I has always been fine. Mine went... Down slightly <laughs> <laughs> over the course of this <laughs> conversation <right>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just we to uh, kind of <laughs> what did you, what did you start out at? Well, I was really around about six point five, so I'm only really down a little bit. So you're down zero, zero point. making the it. most out of these decimal points. Oh yeah. god, I so mentioned to so mine a
0: little bit lower. But pool,
1: yeah. right? This is a set Right? Are you kidding? You've you got on a six set- or, a or a seven seven? are you? I don't where know. What, where's a
0: three? Where's a three and a half? Where's a three and a half at?
1: A three and a half, I would say, is more than a seven. Okay. Three and a half I would say it's like 7.5
0: Okay well I'll leave it At 7 then Okay yeah. so,
1: seven. so out of yeah. All of us Paul likes this film The best Yeah Even then It's only a 7 So mm-hmm. it's not That yeah. great Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, But you know There are better things To come I am sure of it <laughs> Yeah And we will See and them Worst worse to come Next <laughs> month. Uh, with Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, which is definitively better. Uh, I think we can decide that now. <laughs> yeah. uh, all the listeners, know. Yeah. anyone who's a Trekky is going to agree with us. Wrath of Khan is infinitely superior, but we'll chat about it more next time. So, exciting times. I'm sure you're on 10 oh, Yeah, sorry, Thank so you for, for
0: tuning in to Spotlight. I've been Paul Wilson. I've been Liam Dempsey. I've been Matt Brothers. All Bye. Right. Bye. See you on the flip side.